You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Drew Gasparini here. From now we're talking with me, Drew Gasparini, and I'm just letting you know that you can now support our podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast, and for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Podcasting is a lot of fun, but it's also a shitload of work. From booking our star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, and editing, this particular podcast is a one man operation through and through. So $5 a month can actually go a long way, not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast to see how you can support us today. Special thanks to our newest patron, Chris. Thanks for joining the likes of Katie, Elizabeth, Becca, Thomas, and Sheena. We couldn't do it without you guys. And now for what you've been waiting for, the mother flippin' show, yo. Hi there, it's everybody's favorite legend of the Hidden Temple, Drew Gasparini here with a very special episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that had a huge problem with the ending of Squid Game on Netflix. Today is a very special episode. We've had celebrities from the worlds of Broadway, television, film, and music on this podcast, but this week, our guest is someone whose name hasn't been seen in lights. Not yet, at least. She's a 16-year-old student of mine with more ambition, passion, drive, and talent than I see in most people in this industry, and I thought it'd be fun to have a new dynamic on the show, hearing from someone who is working to become a success in this biz. She's not a household name yet, but mark my words, she will be one day. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're talking with Alyssa Martini. I gotta talk to you about something. Okay. Is it Alyssa or is it Alyssa? (laughs) Oh my god. I've known you for like two years and I I feel like it's either (laughs) or. What the fuck is your name? Well, um, my family is Albanian, so in in Albanian you pronounce it Elisa. Oh, okay. So, but in America it's Elisa. Yeah, and I've I think everyone like since I was super little, like I've always been called Elisa. So now mm. I kind of like Elisa too, and I'm used to that. So I hear the same thing. It doesn't matter. So when you, you hear either sound, it sounds like the same sound. Yes, I don't hear a difference. Elisa, Elisa. Hello. I have many things to talk to you about. This is a very special episode because, uh, you know, typically we have, we have like Rachel Zegler, we got Catherine Gallagher, Alex Brightman, the names get bigger and bigger, and here you are, a nobody, talking to the (laughs) likes of me. (laughs) Now, there's a reason I want you on this podcast, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, 
while I'm I'm composing and songwriting and doing whatever it is I do within the world of show business, hosting this podcast, etc., I also do a lot of educational work within show business, one-on-one coachings and master classes and things like that. And I sometimes meet some really spectacular human beings in that educational world. You happen to be one of those people. And I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to you about just your journey into this industry. Most of the people we're talking about have already come in and they've cemented the the cinder blocks to their feet. And they're like, I'm here, I'm stuck, I'm fucking in this. You are emerging. You are just getting into this. You're just dipping your... Dip in your little toe. You dip in the toe into the pool of yucky show business. And the first question I have is, why do you want this so bad? Because you talk about it to me with such exuberance and such excitement and also a gigantic chasm of knowledge. There's a big lack of of knowledge about the business and you're so thirsty to fill that hole with everything you can about the business so why do you feel so excited about it why did you want to get into it in the first place where did all of this come from well okay that's a lot of questions i'm gonna do a lot of questions (laughs) i I don't know if you've heard the podcast before but i like to toss out 30 questions and then you could just see which ones of those you remember Perfect. So I first got into it because I saw a Broadway show mm-hmm. and Alex Brightman was starring in it. Can and you tell us I which just, show like, it was? It's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. And so I saw that show like within the first few months of coming out. And then I think like when I saw that, I saw this like insane energy, which I'm sure you can relate to. It's like when as an audience member, there's like so much energy and so much I feel like love pouring from the stage to yes. the audience. And I felt that immediately. And I, that like stayed with me for like a few days that wouldn't go away. Like, and it really like, it it just like would not leave me alone. And I like, at one point I had to be like, do I like want to do this? Like, what is this? I had to like confront it at one point because, you know, I, my parents like didn't want me doing theater or anything like related to acting. It was just kind of like, they didn't put too much pressure on me on who I wanted to be, but you know it was kind of expected that I would take something in the science field or something that promised like a secure, like money sort of thing. Yeah. And so like, this was like a very, like, you know, I was kind of scared to tell them. And also like, I kind of, I didn't know if I wanted to do it fully, but like, it was really clear. Like once that happened, just from seeing Beetlejuice, just from seeing Alex Brightman, Jesus Christ. When I saw Alex Brightman for the first time, I was like, God, maybe I should get out of this business. And seeing him, you're like, (laughs) I'm obviously teasing. Um, I think it's really, really interesting that you had to like work up the courage to tell your parents this might be something I want to do. It's like a teenage man going up to their mom and dad with the fear of, Mom, Dad, I I think I got this girl pregnant. Is it the same kind of fear? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it definitely was scary in the beginning. Yeah. Because, you know, I go to an art school, and so, like, also going there for a few days while I was, like, thinking about everything, like, realizing like how cool it was and how like you could actually like have this sort of life and everything the arts that I've done in the past have added up for me and have worked perfectly and you go to an art school not for dramatic or theatrical arts or music you go there for visual arts that's what you do yeah 
So, like, you know, they do have, um, you know, singing and drama and everything, but I, you know, got accepted for visual yeah. arts. Wow. This is really, really spectacular. Well, you know, the thing the thing about this is, like, Beetlejuice opened, like, 10 minutes ago. I mean, like, this show is not old. It's not like someone saying, and I finally saw Lion King, and here I am today. Or I finally got to see Wicked, and here I am today. Your first Broadway show was Beetlejuice? That was your first show that you saw? I don't think it was. I think it, I saw Dear Evan Hansen, like, a few years before. God, these are new like, shows. But I probably like, saw, like, Lion King when I was eight or seven. But, but it was Beetlejuice was- that convinced you, oh, there's something special here i always like loved broadway in theater but never like to that like connection like level like i always like i thought it was super cool that people could do that and stuff but like sure i I mean my first love it all started in in community theater before i even saw broadway with just this like grandiose idea of what broadway was and my sister-in-law uh, my brother married this girl. Her name's Lexi Pepito, and she's like an outstanding director and artist and actor and all of the above. But when we were children, like young, young kids, I mean, before double digits even, she was so young. Uh, there was a story of her, the first show she ever did. She had On opening night, she stood up in front of the whole cast and said, I feel like a light bulb. And it's like, that is like, that's such a little kid thing to say. Like, I just don't even know what to say. So I'm just going to say exactly how I feel. And I feel like a light bulb. And when something like that comes out, that it's, it's, it's tasty. It's like you can you can feel it on your skin. You can taste it in your mouth. You're like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like this contained energy, like yeah. a light bulb, and you're buzzing, and you're so excited, and you're thrilled. I love that just being in the audience of a show made you go, oh, shit, this is so special. And I know I'm swearing a lot, and you're only 15. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But no you're like, oh, shit, this is so something so special. I go right back into swearing. Oh, my God, fucking shit. This is something so special. That I want to be a part of this. That is such a significant thing. And it's going to be a moment in your life that you'll never forget. Because, and you know, I, I, I'm, your, I'm your, uh, your performance coach and mentor. And we're, we're writing together. We're doing a lot of uh, mentor-mentee kind of relationship here in terms of your emergence into this field. And we talk a lot about the unknown. And a lot of the questions you ask me, um, moving aside from show business for a minute, and we'll get back to it. Is there anything in this world, in the whole wide world, that you don't know one thing about that you want to know everything about besides theater? Wow, that's a really good question. It's like, (laughs) girl, I know. I'm so good at hosting this thing. It's crazy. I mean, I guess we don't know anything, like, I've always been interested, like, before I wanted to do theater, I wanted to, like, be involved in something, like, NASA-related. God, Because really? I thought there was, like, yeah, because I still think it's cool, but I just, like, there's, like, so much we don't know, and I just, well, when I, like, find out about it, it's, like, super cool. Here's what I, I have something to say about that, and it kind of relates okay. to what I would have used as my example of, like, something I know nothing about, but I want to know more about it, because it freaks me the fuck out. Like, space scares me. The wild unknown, and for a lot for you right now, and for a lot of people getting into show business, that's what it feels like. It's just like this wild unknown space. I think of the ocean. The ocean is like that. 
shouldn't we learn more? Maybe this is just my hardcore opinion here, but like, shouldn't we just learn more about what the fuck is on this planet before we start going out into other yes. other orbits and other galaxies 100%. and other planets? We don't know enough about what else lives down there. And you yes. want to go up into outer space? <laughs> I, I was always interested in it. I think you're out of your mind. I think you're out of your mind, Elisa, Alyssa. Um, <laughs> all right, back to show business real quick. I know you as a very talented person, and the first time I think I saw you when you came into my vocal studio, we were we were doing a little coaching together. I was just kind of yeah. blown away by you, and to the point that you don't recognize your own talent. Sometimes it seems like you don't recognize you don't recognize that it is just this natural thing. You have this desire, you have this complete interest in the business that surrounds the art form, but you really don't get how talented you are half the time. I remember texting people, texting Alex, in fact, Alex Brightman. Yes. The first time I heard you sing for me and I was like, I just saw maybe the next best thing that's about (laughs) to enter into this business. Like, and you have no idea. So I like that you're going to, you're on this podcast right now because people are going to hear this. And then like a year from now, two years from now, whatever, they're going to see you. This is like oh my my, my Nostradamus moment of of predicting what your success is going to be. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen listening, it is not just that she's an amazing singer and actor and performer. That is all like a, a nuanced part of you that you've really nailed down. But she's also a writer. She's writing a play right now. She's thinking, and every time we talk, she's like, I want to do the next thing. I want to do the next thing. She's working <laughs> yeah. with a vocal coach. She is writing the thirst for it. What gave you the intuition? Because that's really what it is. What gave you the intuition, Alyssa, um, to want to be multifaceted? Because I think a lot of people get into this business being like, I want to be an actor. Boom. There's a big fat period at the end of this thing. Actor. Uh, you want to be this artist, the all-encompassing, the all, the, the multi-hyphenate. What made you realize that that was an important uh, maneuver? right away well well for for starters i know so many people like in my school and outside like everyone is so like multi-talented yeah but also i i love doing everything i you know when the pandemic started that's when i started writing because when you know theater like left for like a good minute now i was just kind of like i just didn't know what to do with my time and like with my energy that all my energy that i had preserved for broadway and theater and that whole like industry and because like it went dark for a moment I just didn't know what to do with that energy and then so me and you talked and that's when we started writing and so like when I started doing that I just I I fell in love with it like I love writing it's such it's really cool and it's like I feel like I'm not alone whenever I write and it feels it feels like similar what do you mean by that when you say you feel like you're not alone whenever you write I love that you just said that and I think I totally empathize with that feeling but go ahead and explain what you mean by that well, I'm creating all these characters and I feel like all these ideas are in my head and, you know, they're kind of like real, real people to me when I'm writing them and yeah. I'm thinking like them. So I do feel like there are multiple people in the room or whenever I'm writing stuff. So and you either become a writer because missing. you're talking to your characters that you're inventing in your head or you become an absolute lunatic and you're barking at traffic <laughs> under an overpass somewhere. It's really only two ways you can go. But it's not just the writing, it's the acting and the performing. And if you had your druthers don't you love that word druthers oh my god it's like melts off my tongue i fucking love that word if you had your druthers 
what is it you want to lead with? You want to be this writer who also is like this amazing actor like Tracy Letts? Or do you want to be this actor who's also an amazing writer like Alex Brightman? Is there a certain avenue you want to go down first and then see how it opens doors for other things? Or do you want to come into the scene like, hey, what's up? Shaking hands. I direct. I act. I write. I do all the things. Hire me where you can. How is it you want to see this play out? Well, whatever comes first, I don't mind. I'm not picky. Be a yes but person. I do love I do love acting. So I feel like if I had to like go with something first, I would be an actor and then yeah. also like introduce my writing and yeah. stuff. Because as much as writing is a very big main thing for me, I just I don't know. I love acting so much when I love the connection it gives with like people and stuff. So. You hear? I, God damn it, man! Listen to this. So you're 15 years old, and you're talking about this in such an earnest and serious way—a way that I don't think I was talking about it until like I was 22, 23, when I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. The rest of my life, dot dot dot, a career, dot <laughs> dot dot." I never thought of these things. You're 15 years old. There's a bunch of nimrods your age making prank videos on TikTok. <laughs> While you are putting together a portfolio of, of work and a, a resume that says, I've done the Stella Adler acting program and this, that, and the other, it is really something to admire and acknowledge. I am so happy we're talking about this today. Alyssa, who are some of your greatest influences in the world of theater? Besides, well, besides Drew Gasparini. Because I'm sure that that was going to be the first thing you said, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to make you feel pressured or embarrassed. But go ahead. Who are the Who are the other influences in your life? Well, you definitely are. But also, like right now, I'm really looking up to the young people that are on Broadway, like Celia Rose Gooding, Renee Rapp, yeah, Andrew Feldman. Like they're so inspiring, and I and I genuinely like. I love like how kind they are, and I feel like they love giving back to people. Yes, and I talk about this the all the time on this I, podcast. Yes those are the people I'm attracted to the most. Like not those with like the biggest talent, though there are so many and they, they are, they're like Renee Rapp and all of them are just so talented. Renee's but disgusting. Like... It's disgusting how <laughs> talented she is. I hope she hears this. What a disgusting person with all that talent. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you though. And like, they're just, they're so amazing in the way that they always give back. And like, that's the type of person I want to be. It's also like, it's not about like where I am specifically with talent as important as that is. But it's also about like what am I gonna do with what happens in the future and like absolutely, how absolutely. Like, the minute, the second, me. the very second you have a platform, I've always said this, and I'm so happy you think this way because I think it is rare, and I haven't really started to see it on a bigger level until very recently with some of the young people that you're mentioning, Andrew Barth Feldman and uh, Renee Rapp, Antonio Cipriano, and a lot of these yeah. these amazing young, ta- and they are truly talented, but the way they correspond with their fans and the way they want to just say, I'm here to be supportive, or I'm here to bring a voice to those who don't have a voice right now, or, or, or whatever it is, they use their platform, no matter how big or small, to start giving back. You know, we, yeah. we have to realize right away, and I'm glad you're getting a grasp of that, just how influential the arts are. And if you're the person being seen on the stage or the person writing the songs that are moving people, you must know that the things that come out of your mouth and on the internet, however you portray yourself on the internet, is impactful to others who are listening and um, corresponding. I think that's really, really cool. So Renee Rapp, Andrew B. Feldman, who are some of the uh, 
the bands you listen to that inspire your musicality because you're also an amazing singer on top of the acting and the writing and the good God, you're disgusting as well. When will it end, Alyssa? <laughs> well, I listen to everything, to be honest. Again, like, and you I- don't have to say Drew Gasparini. We, we kind of assume <laughs> that. I feel like everybody assumes that we're all fans of Drew Gasparini. Yes, That's a given. Everyone loves but Drew who else? Who else? Um, lately I've been listening lately I've been listening to the strokes and like different sort of like rock bands. Oh my god, like old school the strokes or like their new yeah. stuff? Both. Oh it's, my they're so good. God. They they're came so out when good. I was in high school. You weren't you weren't even a thought yet when I was in <laughs> high school. That's amazing and, to me. And also I've been listening really recent recently, like to new, like not new, but like other artists that I didn't know of or that yeah. I didn't like hear like a lot of music of so for example like i knew of ryan scott oliver for such a long time but i never got into his music that much and recently i've been getting into his music and he's so talented he's just so good so yeah ryan scott oliver is one of my big influences as well i don't you know i think well he's on the podcast i'll say this that he's he and i recorded an episode of the podcast and on that episode i gushed to him just like how (laughs) How dare he almost? I had this conversation with a friend of mine. This is how I would describe Ryan Scott Oliver. Jason Robert Brown said about Adam Gettle, Adam Gettle is the guy that has the idea before any of us get a chance to have the idea. That is how I describe Ryan Scott Oliver. He has the idea so well first that the rest of the composers who are watching him go, oh shit, then we shouldn't even try that idea because he's already got it. (laughs) He already nailed it. Is there a part of you that wants to incorporate songwriting on top of the, you know, I know we've talked about it in our coachings from time to time, and I encourage anybody who's an actor or a writer at all to to dive into songwriting just because it's just another way to emote. It's another amazing way to tell stories. And seeing as you're, you're going from Beetlejuice to Ryan Scott Oliver to The Strokes, it sounds like you have kind of an eclectic uh, palette for what it is you listen to. Do you think that algorithm, that playlist in your mind is going to influence you to maybe sit down and sing a few things into your voice memos on your phone and get some songs cooking up here? I definitely 100% want to do songwriting. Like, Everything with I you just, is one hundred percent. You ne- I, like I, I seriously. Yes. It's so weird to look up to a fifteen-year-old, but here I am. I'm looking up <laughs> to a fifteen-year-old. It's it's amazing. It really is the way. And I'm sorry, I'm talking over you so much. I it's my exuberance is trying to match your exuberance here. A hundred percent into it. Songwriting. A hundred percent into it. You have a first draft of a play ready to go. A hundred percent into acting. You're in the Stella Adler program. You've been emailing casting agents, seeing what the next move is. This is called being proactive and if there are any 15 year olds listening get off the toilet stop listening (laughs) to tiktok for five fucking seconds and get your future together look at what she's doing it's a superpower what you're doing all right sorry back to the songwriting you want to dive into it 100 percent. tell me more about why you think that's important because i just songwriting is like like the way I feel like I get affected by music and I'm sure you do too, because you're a songwriter and everybody. Yes, I am. I'm a genius songwriter. I think you left out that word genius, but yes. Music is so influential. (laughs) (laughs) Music is like so influential and affects me like every single day. And the music that I listen to like lifts me up or like helps me get through times. And it's like, I do want to affect people that way as well. 
I get sometimes I get really intimidated though because I don't know where to start. But like I but definitely want to do it. That must be how it felt when you first wrote your play, and you know Absolutely. now now that you've written a play, you're, you're thinking of the next one and the next yeah. one and the next one. You keep trying to expand on the one idea. Don't you think if you just started, it would just be like that? It would be like, wow, I got one done. Time to keep these rolling. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's going to be the name of this episode. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, how important is? Well, let's talk about education for a minute, if you don't mind, just because I think yeah. it's a really interesting perspective. Seeing as you're still in high school, for fuck's sake, here you are on yes. a major celebrities podcast, and you're still in high school. You must feel so fortunate and blessed. Um, <laughs> I am so full of shit. It's crazy. Um, where you are, you're going to an arts high school. Uh, yes. We don't have to say the name of the high school in, ca- in case we end up shitting on it for some reason. But uh, <laughs> you go to an arts high school in New York City. Yeah. And your your focus is certain – it's visual arts, which is just another little peg to put into your uh, arsenal of holy shit, things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of your higher education and getting a degree and all of that – Tell me your perspective versus your parents' perspective on this. And okay. I'm, I'm just curious. We've talked about it a little bit in our coachings, and I yeah. do think it's really a good thing for young people to hear another young person who is multifaceted and interested in so many things, what their views are on college. Is it something that's important to you and that you must do, you want to do? What are your parents' outlook on it? Do they enforce it on you? There's my 30 questions. Now pick which one you want to answer and then go from there. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna talk about my parents' perspective first, right? Sure. Okay. So I think my parents, because, you know, they're immigrants and they believe really strongly in education, which I do too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, everything I'm pursuing right now is in theaters, education. I'm educating myself. I'm learning more. And so I think that's important too. But I think their belief is like going to college is completely necessary Mm -hmm. um, in order to take the next step and to do what you want. And kind of having that degree um, by your side is really, really valuable. Me, on the other hand, I think more that, you know, I don't, I think college is really valuable for the experience because I do definitely think it is an experience, right? It's really important. But I think if you know what you want to do, especially like with what I'm doing, um, in this industry, like, I don't think college is absolutely necessary. And you yeah. could be spending those four years kind of going after auditions, doing what you want. And when you come back out after those four years, there'll be somebody who just graduated and is just going to be starting into that or not not going to get into that as deep as you were, right, when you weren't doing college for four years. And right. you're just kind of going after it and like doing the hustle. We talked about this. But... Right. We love the hustle. I mean, God, but do you think that the hustle is lost on people your age, I feel like you're a very rare breed in this circumstance because to be in the arts at all, it is all about the hustle. You need to know how to hustle. They don't I teach think, that in college. They just period do not. Yeah. I think something really beautiful that I will give my parents credit for because they're definitely going to listen to this. Please. And they should get all the credit. Oh my God. I look up to your something parents. Something they really did that was amazing, which I give them so much credit for is they gave me a really good work ethic. Yeah. Like I studied a lot in school and, you know, even, even though I'm not going to specifically use that studying for theater, um, I do know how to study. I do know how to like work hard. If like, I know if I want to do something, I have to get that information myself, but I definitely know how to like work for it. Yeah. So they did teach me that very well when I was younger and that I, you know, know how to do now and that I'm doing right now in order to like, hopefully, you know, make it and stuff. But, um, 
to so make it I and think- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that you will. You know what? That work ethic is like the most important ingredient to the quote unquote hustle. And I think your parents being immigrants and coming here and coming from where they came from, uh, it, it's like it's embedded in their DNA at this point. I think that's also where I got a bit of my work ethic as well. Uh, because, you know, not not to pat myself on the back, but just because it's a necessity in the business, it is a nonstop. You have to fill your day with yeah. the job. You have to fill your day with the job so that it feels like a career and you don't just feel like this kid sitting on the side of your bed going, when am I famous yet? And I think a part of that is because the reason I have this work ethic is just like you. My dad is first generation in this in this uh, country and he's the reason that it's 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 like a real blue collar mindset of get up and get to work. And no matter what the job is, even though it's the arts and that doesn't sound like work to a lot of people, man alive, is it a lot of work? And I'm starting to really get a sense that, you know, firsthand because of the work ethic they gave you just how much work you're going to need to put into the rest of this career. Should you pursue it all the way, which it already sounds like you full ass are uh, doing. I I think the biggest thing that I've learned so far like from like hearing what you have to say about the industry and so many other people is that in order to make it you have to do a lot yourself like a lot of it is on you a lot of it is on who you make connections with who you talk to what you're doing right you can't rely on somebody else to make your career grow flow it could happen but the chances are so slim and why would you want to wait for that you have to do that you have to do all that yourself oh my god the sound bite after sound bite this is like an absolute commercial for young people <laughs> who have an interest i mean it's not just for people who have an interest in this business it's for people who have an interest but also a gigantic fear of this business looming over them you know you didn't I, I teased about like you're dipping your toe. You're not. You're diving in. You're diving into the ice cold deep end without any goddamn clothes on. And you're just trying to swim through all of this. That is your approach to it. And I think that's the only way into this business. I think any any young person listening to this right now has a lot to learn from you. And it's pretty gosh darn amazing. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, Alyssa, I want to leap into some stupid questions. Do you mind? Yes, absolutely. This is my favorite part of the podcast. (laughs) First, we'll start easy. What is something that you love about yourself? Um, I love how much I think I love my commitment. I like, I really haven't given up and I've like kept pushing through. Yes, true. You are committed. You have endurance too. I mean, uh, just 
before you even are all the way into this business, you're like already saying like, oh, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting rejected at auditions. I've heard you say yeah. things like that. <laughs> it's like, wow, a lot of people can't even fathom the idea of being rejected. And you're like pumped for it. <laughs> yep. I love that. Your commitment. That's really, really nice. Because all those no's get closer to a yes. So why would I not be excited? That's true. See, what do I say all the time? It's I say, be your own CEO. You have to yep. be your own CEO. And that is exactly what you're doing. And you're doing it to a T. I'm so proud. It's crazy. Um, beyond something that you love about yourself, let's get into the next silly question here. I'm going to start. I'm going to give an example of, of, of my answer to this next question. What is something you're stuck with that you wish you could change about yourself? Mine is... I wish when I farted, it wasn't always a horrifying smell. I really do wish that when I farted, it was an amazing smell that attracted people and animals to me, not a deterrent, not a repellent. Uh, what's something about yourself that you're stuck with that you wish you could, uh, you wish you could change, um, and how would you change it? I wish that when I, whenever I fall on my skateboard, I don't like absolutely lose my ability to walk for three days. And I could just recover quickly because... Yes. I hear I've been saying you're 15 years old, but the truth is you're actually 71 and <laughs> you have a knee problem. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Uh, the fa And you skateboard. Jesus Christ. Do you know what happens when I get on a skateboard immediately? Tell me. I fall right off. <laughs> the second my foot touches a skateboard, I've broken six bones. You just drop. <laughs> yeah, I fall to I fall to the ground. I've shattered all of my ligaments, and uh, it's hysterical for all of the kids who are filming me and laughing. I'm probably a TikTok sensation without even realizing it. How about Chloe Gasparini, by the way, Chloe George on TikTok? Have yes. you? Heard, she's blown up all the way. Have you heard Completely. her shit? Amazing. She's so talented. I knew it was her. I literally, I knew Just it was her. Just by the sound of her voice? You. Yeah, no, I, I like, get, I'm getting texts from everybody. Like, I, I, I had like some sort of familiarity and I just crazy. texted you. We're so proud. She's blowing up. My prediction is, talk about a young person who's really putting the work in and like Chloe Gasparini really put the work in and just because of TikTok, a fluke TikTok thing, she has blown up so big. Here's my prediction. Next year, this time next year, she'll be the musical guest on SNL and uh, I will get to yes. go to the after party. It's really about oh me getting God. invited it's to the after party. It's about you and the after party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is not about Chloe. It's about me getting my dream fulfilled of going to the <laughs> SNL after party. Uh, Alyssa, what is the your favorite way to waste time? Right now? Yeah. It's probably going on TikTok. Yeah. And what do you? what's your algorithm? What kinds of things are you watching on TikTok these days? I, I have musical, some musical theater stuff. But mainly it's just like it's just like TikTokers doing stupid things. And I and I just I can't like I know it's not productive. Like I know I shouldn't. But then, you know, I scroll to the next video and the next it's just like I, I look at my phone, it's like an hour and a half fast. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm it's like, so I'm going addicting. to bed. Good night, everybody. It's like eleven thirty and I'm going to bed. And then I look at my phone, because I'll get in bed and I'll just start scrolling on TikTok like any normal <laughs> schmo. And it's like three thirty in the morning by the time I actually fall asleep because I've just fallen down a rabbit hole of like animal factoids. You I feel know like I when mean? I open when I open the app, like probably something automatically gets sprayed where I like have to stay 
day up and like stare at it. Like I refuse to take accountability for the fact that I'm just like obsessed. With you that just, app. without even realizing it just created such a great invention to, to like, to, to, to help <laughs> subdue social media addiction. There should be a spray <laughs> that reminds you to put your phone down. It's like a bark collar for dogs. Like it sprays a little something into their nose and it gets them to stop barking. The second you open TikTok, your phone sprays a poison into your face. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you put your fault. That's a genius idea. Okay, screw so acting, good. screw show business. You and yeah. I got to get to work. We got an appointment on Shark Tank. We're going to bring yeah. this to Mark Cuban. Um, I have a lot of like cooking videos on my TikTok algorithm. I Yes, me too. And it's a lot and, like, of that ASMR them. kind of stuff where you hear the chopping and the chewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love that shit. I can't get it. And the thing is, it. I like, I save it like I'm going to do it. And it just stays in my camera roll. Like I never end up getting to do that recipe. I just like download it for no reason. Well, it's like you're, maybe you're, you're building up the motivation to do it. Do you cook, Alyssa? <laughs> do you like to cook? I do. I love cooking. What's something you love to cook? Well, I'm vegan, so I cook a lot of vegan food for my family. Okay, so you ma- so you make your family eat vegan because you're vegan, or is it like you're trying to convince them to become vegan? Or well, my mom's vegan, and oh so my I, god, a household of vegans. How about that? Pretty much, and it's it's been like super recent. It hasn't been like for a long time. I've been like vegan for like almost two years now. And was this a a environmentally conscious choice, or was this a uh, health choice? Yeah, both. Yeah, like, especially like now I don't have to, but I do like I feel more compassion for the environment now that I am. And I See, just I don't really think I would go back. <laughs> I think I think the discipline you have to just like be like, you know what? I'm a vegan now <laughs> is exactly the same kind of discipline you need, need to be like, you know what? I'm a big, fat, crazy, multifaceted artist now. Um, I someone said, like, Drew, you should be a vegan. Try it out. And I said, OK. <laughs> I tried one of those vegan chicken wings because I'm a yeah. nut, a nut for chicken wings. Yes. I love <laughs> buffalo wings. You know what I mean? The spicy, yeah. the yum, 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 yum. The crunchy fried. Oh, my God. My mouth is watering right now talking about it. And I tried the vegan ones. You're like, you'll love them. They're so good. And I took a bite and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so good. Like oh they make it sound God. like it's going to taste just like the chicken that you're used <laughs> to eating. And it doesn't. What they mean by so good is it's pretty good considering it's not meat at all. And listen, I'm all for veganism. I'm really all for it. But like that's the thing. That's it. It's chicken wings. That's the only reason I can't go full tilt boogie into veganism. What would you just say? What would you say to someone like me who is considering it? Has has all the moral uh, 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 whatever it is in the back of my mind that says you should be a vegan. It's better for your health. It's better for the environment. But the chicken wings are so good. You know, I would say I can't. I can't not have them in my life. What would you say? There are a lot of different brands that do like really good chicken wings. Do you know the brands offhand? Give me the brands. I don't, but also like, like you live in, you're going to, you right now you're in California, but you're going to be in New York city pretty soon. That's right. Even California, there's a lot of cool vegan restaurants that actually taste just like chicken. Sometimes I have stuff and I'm like, are you sure this is like not meat? Wow. And they're 100% sure. It's really cool. Well, I like that so, Beyond Meat, like the Beyond Burger yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of it's shit. Good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's not as hard as you think. Like, I thought it was going to be super hard and it was going to be like a strict sort of thing. But like, it's like a lifestyle. I kind of like it. It's pretty It really cool. is. It's a lifestyle. I had, you know, just the other day, I had some 
cacio e pepe, which is one of my favorite pasta dishes. <laughs> and it was with cashew cheese. And I was like, yes. well, damn, that's all right. And one of my friends lost like 30 pounds. I was like, you look amazing. What'd you do? He goes, cashew cheese. I said, I said what? All you did was switch from cheese to cashew cheese and you lost all this weight? He goes, well, I've been exercising and I stopped drinking as well. So there's other things you got to do. Uh, and I'll never stop drinking, let's be honest. Um, some, some more stupid questions for you. Yes. Talk to me about superpowers. What would you have? Give me like three superpowers. Cause I'm done with this. Like, Oh, would you fly or would you be invincible? That's insane. Like just pick three, give me three superpowers you want to have. What would they be? First thing, telekinesis. That's off the bat. Oh, you just want to know what people are thinking. That's all it is. <laughs> That's what it is. So why telekinesis? Tell me about that first. Um, I just, I think it's like, it's super cool. Like, I just would want to know what people, like, are thinking. Wait, am I doing that right? Is telekinesis, like, wait, reading wait. minds, or is it lifting shit with your head? Like, lifting I, shit okay. with your mind. It's lifting stuff with your mind, I think. And then, like, mind reading is reading people. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. But telekinesis, like, sometimes I don't want to, like, get something from, like, my bed and, like, carry it over something. I would just yeah. want to have my mind do that for me. You know what I love is, like, earlier we were like, yeah, your work ethic is amazing, but you're like, oh, <laughs> put that box of cereals in the other room, and I don't want to go get it right <laughs> now, so I'm going to have it float to me because I have this superpower. Okay, so telekinesis, uh, what are two other superpowers you would give yourself? And then mind reading because mind reading is cool. You know what I would use it for? I wouldn't use it to, like, be nosy, but I would use it to tell people, yeah, I mind read. And then they would like say something dumb and I would be able to guess it. Like I wouldn't actually use it for like something bad. I would just use it to mess with people. Oh, I would, I would use it to yeah. like, I would, I would, use it I to would mess start with drama. I would yeah. overhear yeah. things and I'd be like, uh oh, I, oh, I remember that guy's thought. And I'd go up to the, his, his wife next to him. I'd be like, you know, your husband's been cheating on you. Like, you know, I, that's what I would do. I would start drama and then just dip out. Be like, yeah, By yeah, the I, way, just I just overheard that your husband's cheating on you. Cause I can read minds. Ta -ta. Bye. And I'd float away and I'd let them. And then I'd watch from behind a bush as this marriage explodes before everybody's eyes. That's what I would do. All right. Telekinesis, mind reading and what else? And, oh, maybe, hmm, I think teleportation. I would like to teleport to places. That's not bad. That's a really good one, actually. Yeah, that's, that's one where I feel like yeah. doesn't come up every once in a while. Isn't that, like, what if you, like, can teleport? Like, number one, I wouldn't have to pay for, like, plane tickets. And those are Is expensive. anybody working on that technology? I'm saving money, okay? So... Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I would love. I to mean, teleport. maybe maybe your parents were right. Maybe you should just go into science. God, in fact, everything I said about <laughs> show business, forget it. Go into science and create the technology <laughs> so we can start trans, trans. What is it called? The teleportation. I want to do teleporting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. Quit your dreams. Go into science <laughs> so we can have. So we can have the power of teleportation. That would be epic. I would always, my superpower that I feel like no one thinks of, not I, people think of it, but I would love to be able to turn into any animal I wanted. Any animal at any That's time. That's a really good one. I could become a bug or a, a, you know, a little gnat, or I could become like a rhinoceros or something like that. But the thing is like, 
you think of like what a rhino does and like the reason they charge at everything is because they can't see shit. They're blind and they think that any noise around them is a threat. So they start charging with their horn. So in my world of having this power, if I became a rhinoceros, would I also be blind like a rhinoceros or would it be like my sight and senses, but in the body of a rhinoceros, I got more work to do on deciding what superpower I'm going to do. Um, before we bounce, because we're about at that time, Alyssa, I just want to say that I am so in awe of your ability to stay focused because I think it's something I, I have a lot of students that are around your age and not all of them. I have students that are much older than you and many of them don't have this focus and determination and ambition that you have. And it's not like you need a fire under your ass to make it happen. You have this discipline and this self-will to get there. And that's why I'm happy that you've been on this podcast today so people can hear just what that sounds like coming from someone who's 15 years old and excited about this business. And it doesn't sound like you're going to let this business make you jaded. It's just going to keep inspiring you and inspiring you and inspiring you. And I got to tell you firsthand as your mentor and teacher that I am just so proud to see not just what you've begun and started to do to make it, but the, the, the to-do list that you've created for yourself is just endlessly impressive to me. So I just want to say props to you. Congrats on the future success because I don't see any of this slowing down or stopping for you. And if I have anything to do with it, we're going to make sure that you get the auditions, that you book the parts, that you uh, develop the shows that you're writing, and that you begin songwriting just because I think that the multifaceted person you are is uh, who the world is going to fall in love with. And I'm just so excited for that to happen one day. So thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today, Alyssa. Thank you, Drew. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. We're also on Instagram at NWT Podcast or on Twitter at NWT underscore pod. A big special thanks to our guest, Alyssa Martini. I hope everybody remembers that name because she's going to be huge one day. Alyssa, how cool of you to come by and inspire our younger listeners. I really appreciate you taking Taking the time. Hey, everybody, make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcast. Support us on Patreon if you feel like being awesome, and keep tuning in for more amazing guests every week. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.